You seen the new uh, Bill Gates news? Oh, Bill Gates news? No. Epstein, Bill Gates, Wall Street Journal, and I think the New York Times released articles about how Epstein was blackmailing uh, Bill Gates because Bill Gates was having an affair with like a very young, was she Russian or like a bridge player? I think she was Russian. But yeah, I was like, he was just being blackmailed by Epstein. That's it. That's as that's as far as it goes. Oh sure, we all know he was going to the little island down south. Yeah, I th- I think it's like known that he's been there. So yeah, I mean, it, it kind of tied a nice little bow on his Epstein. I mean, as good of a bow as you can tie on being linked to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit convenient that that's like that's the bombshell, right? Is that he was. In a, uh, I guess, consensual affair. I mean, he was married, but it's like he, they're divorced now, and they kind of both he and his wife and his ex-wife kind of have admitted that he was a cheater. Yeah, I thought it was uh, an interesting kind of uh, way to frame his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I feel like they're they're really pulling for anything that is not touching little kids. <laughs> when it's a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, they really uh. Oh, for they're sure. Like, they're like, oh, it was it was all okay. It, it, he just visited the Islander. Right. He just yeah. he just wanted funding. Yeah. Yep. Which is like Bill Gates needs funding. What? <laughs> <laughs> they they've just been friends for a while, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nothing bad. Well, I guess that's what his ex wife part of what his ex wife divorced him for is because he was such good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I get. I mean, listen, I haven't listened to the interviews, but that's what I'm hearing. Anyways, welcome back to Poison for Profit. <laughs> My name is Zach. I'm Nick. Oh, and we are getting back into this. It's been a while since we recorded. Over a week, right? Yeah. Almost. It's been two weeks since we recorded last. No, just a week. Well, a week and a half. Like, yeah, five days or something. Yeah, week and a half. Whoa. Yeah. So we are going to be rusty, I'm sure. Nevertheless, we got another article today, an update from a previous article, actually. Um, The Keystone Pipeline spill that we talked a little bit about the end of last year, and we shared some pictures of it on Twitter. It was pretty crazy amount of oil going into this pretty small creek in Kansas, Washington, Kansas, I believe it was. Uh, but do you remember this, Nick? Yeah, like I mean, those pictures that you'd shared with me, it just like it looked like a river of oil going into the creek. Yeah, yeah, and it sprayed in both directions, and it's like obviously high pressure sprayed. Maybe I don't even want it like three hundred feet one direction, maybe further. 600 900 feet whatever but um yeah 13,000 barrels of oil being poured into this this creek that is located in rural Kansas from the Keystone pipeline we are now learning of the defect that caused it and that the company TC Energy likely knew about uh, the defect long before it happened i feel like <laughs> A lot of the time, that's what we always come to find out through internal documents that a lot of the time this has been deferred maintenance, deferred repairs that they are 
just leaving. Uh, they know that they can, oh, just let it let it be a little longer and we can get this much more money by not saving or not doing these repairs. Yeah. And and we talked to, we talked a little bit about previous spills or leaks that came out of this pipeline, which this past one at the end of last year was larger than all of them combined. I think there was 10 other spills in, in the 10 years prior or something like that, but um, all coming from these types of manufacturing defects. And in this case, it's a faulty weld, which seems incredibly, what's the word, I guess, minor thing, right? Like, or a, an incredibly common thing. Absolutely. Uh, just a weld yeah. in a pipeline, right? Um, and it's specifically in a, a elbow joint of the pipeline. So certain engineering quirks, I suppose, you have to deal with when you're welding on a joint. Yeah, all of this caused by a faulty weld on this pipeline. And it's going to be about $480 million in remediation costs for TC Energy uh, because they didn't have the right policies and procedures to make sure that the work they did on this was good enough to prevent something like this. I'm sure if they would have done all that, it would have come out a considerable amount less than $480 million, right? Yeah, absolutely. And a weld, I mean, they have to do, I, I want to hedge a guess, uh, millions of welds on a pi- pipeline of this size. Uh, so you would think that they would have actually, I don't know, had a good policy in place for checking these welds, making sure, uh, you know, that they're not going to burst like this one did and it almost makes me worried then about the rest of the pipeline like are we going to have more leaks in the future are there more faulty welds i really doubt that this is the only one exactly and i'll we'll talk about that in a little bit but just to deal with the rest of this uh, specific update the Federal Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration did an investigation. And there were four root causes for this. They found inadequate oversight in the company's policies and procedures um, that the, the weld had been replaced multiple times before this incident. Um, but they found that the weld became oval shaped instead of round how it's supposed to be how the pipeline is supposed to be you know but you know through normal i guess fluctuate or the pressure that gets built up inside the pipe that shape changes and obviously if it's a weld that's a weak point in the the pipeline itself right because it's not the steel but they also said that that is not uncommon is for the shape of the weld to change so the severity of it of that risk was underestimated so, you know, you, you talk about it being a risk in other places in this pipeline and other pipelines like that's, you know, that's a big red flag to me. Yeah, it sounds like this is something that could be, I mean, all over, <laughs> not just yeah. this pipeline. It sounds like it could be everywhere that they're right. just completely underestimating how severe that this of a fault could be. Yeah. They also found that the company failed to inspect the pipeline uh, after the modifications were made. To make sure, you know, it's of the uh, highest quality to prevent this from happening. Uh, They failed to properly oversee construction and quality control, kind of going along with that. And they followed design policies that didn't account for impact and stress on welds at elbows and joints of the pipeline. So, I mean, that's just like a a total failure of, of the engineering process for this entire pipeline 
maintenance, right? And I guess we can get into kind of what it says about the oil oil and gas infrastructure that we have across this entire country. Uh, and it reminds me a little bit of, of the, the movie I saw relatively recently, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Um <laughs> And about how uh, it's it's um, to kind of stop these things from being expanded and built. It's important to point out the vulnerabilities in the infrastructure. And that was kind of the, the idea around how to blow up a pipeline that the the story that was there where the the activists who were doing it were taking all precautions to like stop the uh, stop the oil from flowing through like shutting off valves and everything like that to reduce impact to the environment from actually destroying the pipeline but like you don't even got to do that man this this shit's gonna fail on its own right (laughs) and it's not gonna be anybody there to actually close valves and prevent you know oil from spilling out into creeks and soil it's gonna be worse yeah i mean to me this sounds completely just like the it seems like oil and gas and the railroad industry are just going hand in hand, uh, going with no inspections, not doing the repairs or, you know, seeing that, like in this case, they noticed that it was becoming oval shaped and completely skipped it. Uh, it just reminds me so much of what we just talked about in East Palestine with the Norfolk Southern train derailment. They were deferring all of the repairs. They were lessening inspections and reducing their employees. Uh, so this just seems to be... How these companies want to operate and we're not seeing them being forced to make a change. So this is how they're going to continue to operate because they're making crazy amounts of money. But thank you for that, Zach. That was a really interesting update. Scared to see if there's any other future updates on this Keystone pipeline with uh, the similarity that we are seeing in a lot of these possible other faults. (laughs) So hopefully this is our last update, but who knows? But as always, check us out on all of our social medias linked in the show notes. If you'd like to get access to the article talked about today, that is also in the show notes. Uh, And anything else from you, Zach? Talk to you next time.